Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world, written by our correspondents at The Times. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Eleanor Shearwood. There have been protests across Greece after a deadly head-on train collision. And why has the FBI now decided to back the theory that COVID-19 leaked from a lab in Wuhan? We'll have all that and more in the next 10 minutes. On Tuesday night, the deadliest train crash in Greece's living memory happened. So far, 46 people are confirmed to have died and dozens more are injured. A high-speed passenger train carrying hundreds of people collided head-on with a freight train in the north of the country. Many of the victims were students, but many more are still unidentified. Anthe Karasava is reporting for The Times on the incident and gave us this update. There are some remains that are very, very difficult to decipher. And there's another side of this human tragedy that's unfolding at the state hospital where relatives, family members are there giving DNA samples to try and match those remains that have been found to know what happened to their loved ones. Since then, more details have emerged and they've been reported in the Times today. The station master of a city called Larissa, which is near where the crash happened, has been accused. He's already confessed to failing to change tracks, which meant that both trains were kept on the same line. And that's why they collided head on. Well, in his first testimony, he said he realised the mistake 12 minutes after authorising the passenger train to leave the station despite a red warning signal. The collision happened 12 minutes later. Well, one official has told told a TV network it was all down to the station master who took the job just three months ago. He told Greek media that the man realised his mistake but it was too late by then. Uh, He recalled asking the station master, what have you done? Authorities are refusing to name the station master. He's now been formally charged. Judicial sources have told the Times he's facing life in prison. His lawyer's been speaking outside court today. Here he is telling people the accused is devastated and has assumed proportionate responsibility for what happened. But he crucially says we shouldn't focus on the tree when behind it there's an entire forest. And that seems to be the sentiment on the ground as well. Protesters have been throwing stones at the headquarters of Hellenic Train, which is the main train operator in Athens. In fact, in Greece today, there have been no trains at all as workers are on strike. It's brought into question how the services are actually run, because in Greece it's all still done manually, believe it or not. Rail unionists say the system's operating blind, and if a security system had been in place, this tragedy could have been avoided. Well, Greece actually bought a state-of-the-art security system before Athens hosted the Olympics all the way back 
back in 2004. It's never been installed. But things might be about to change. Yesterday, the country's transport minister resigned over the incident. A new one started today and he started on a mandate to modernise the rail system and ensure safety in rail travel. Now we turn our attention to COVID-19 and more on comments by the chief of the FBI yesterday on the likely source of the virus. With tensions between China and the US worse than ever, Christopher Ray's comments that the FBI believes COVID most likely originated in a lab in China will have added fuel to the already raging fire. And it's not like the source of this worldwide pandemic hasn't actually been looked into. In mm. early 2021, the World Health Organization sent a team to investigate and gather data about early cases. Now, I would argue a lab leak was extremely unlikely, but it didn't rule it out. Its investigators also admitted this was not merely a scientific investigation. Politics was always in the room, they said. Its second mission this year was shelved, though. That was apparently amid a lack of cooperation from Chinese authorities. So why has Christopher Ray decided to publicly endorse the lab leak theory, actively putting the FBI out of step with others in the US intelligence community? It's a question asked in an article on the Times website by science editor Tom Whipple and Washington reporter Hugh Tomlinson. I actually called up with Tom earlier and he told me that honestly, he doesn't really know. It may be that in the US, the FBI and others have more information we don't know about. Uh, Maybe they have defectors or intercepted calls or anything like that that would indicate to them that there was a laboratory leak in Wuhan. China, as you can imagine, is not happy with the FBI and was quick to dismiss the allegations, saying they had no credibility whatsoever. And Tom was quick to point out that even if it does turn out to be a lab leak, there's no question here of germ warfare. There's a big difference between a lab leak and a deliberate release or a genetically modified virus or something. There's no, what we do know from looking at its its, um, genetics is that there's no evidence that we can see that it's been manipulated. Why not take out a time subscription so you can see how this story develops? We turn now to another instalment in the ever-developing Prince Harry and Meghan Markle saga. This time, they've been evicted from their UK home. Yeah, indeed. A place in the grounds of the famous Windsor Castle called Frogmore Cottage. Yes, but it's not a teeny tiny cottage you typically picture far from it. So it used to have 10 bedrooms, but Harry and Meghan spent nearly £2.5 million actually doing it up. Now it only has four. But don't worry, it does now have two orangeries, a vegetable garden and a yoga studio. Wow, they've not been spending too much time there since they left the UK in 2020. And they've now been asked to leave, which they've confirmed definitely happened. Reports say Prince Andrew's going to live there instead. Wow, now he isn't a working royal either, remember. He stepped down in 2019 after that controversial interview about allegations that he'd sexually assaulted a woman called Virginia Giffray, which he has denied many, many times. She did bring a lawsuit against him, but that was settled out of court last year, though at this stage, I'm afraid we still don't know how much for. The 
subject of so-called sports washing is back in the spotlight today following a court case in the States, which brings into question the takeover of English Premier League football club Newcastle United. Now, before I delve a little deeper into this, Eleanor's going to give us a quick summary of what exactly sports washing is. Well, there's no single authoritative definition of sports washing. It broadly means where sport is used by a state to improve their reputation on the world stage. The most common way this can be done is by hosting events like the Football World Cup or owning or sponsoring teams and competitions. This isn't a new phenomena. Examples can actually be seen as early as the 1930s and 40s when the FIFA World Cups held in Italy and Germany were used to spread propaganda for the regimes of Mussolini and Hitler. But today the spotlight is shining on the takeover of Newcastle. It was agreed by the Premier League in 2021 on the grounds that the Saudi Arabian state would not be in control of the club. Now court documents state that the Saudi Public Investment Fund, which owns Newcastle, is no ordinary third party and that its chairman, Yazir al-Rumayan, is a sitting minister of the Saudi government. The human rights group Amnesty International now wants the Premier League to look into the takeover reassurances that were given at the time again. As the Times chief sports reporter Martin Ziegler explains, though, this would depend on other clubs. It's uh, something which has certainly um, raised eyebrows with a, a couple of other Premier League clubs, I know. Uh, I think so perhaps a lot depends on, on what, what the feeling is. I mean, if the other clubs think that it's, you know, things have moved on and um, and it's going to cause too much um, of an upheaval to, to push the Premier League to, to, look, to look at this. The Premier League has so far declined to comment on those documents. I'm joined now by The Times Deputy Foreign Editor, Susie Jagger. What stories have you got in the pipeline? We're doing a story on uh, Gone with the Wind. Um, As everybody knows, the 1939 blockbuster, a script that um, was hitherto unknown about has been sold. It's a script that's interesting because it shows the row between producers and writers over how to depict slavery, which is obviously a key part of the film, and whether or not to show it in honest terms or being more romantic. And that's it for today's World in 10. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.